Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello and welcome to the second Michael Jordan episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 69, in honor of his career-high 69-point game at Cleveland in 1990. My name is Logan Wortman, recording this one on the morning of Thursday, January 4th in the year of our Lord 2024 for the first time. And as usual, I'm joined by my eager co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the second Michael Jordan episode? Feels pretty good. Um feels pretty good <laughs> just gonna leave it at that yeah um, uh, excited to be back we took a little break for for holidays you know because mm-hmm. we were either driving or just you know spending time with uh family family and stuff. yeah uh mm-hmm. but it was nice and uh here we are ready to rock and roll again mm-hmm. rejuvenated NBA, rejuvenated and the nba season is uh well underway now i feel like we're officially past the like it started like we're we're into the juice. Mm-hmm. Maybe even the slog of of the of the NBA for some season. probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. for Jokic. Um. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Jokic, uh, Jacob actually promised on a f- former episode, previous episode. I don't remember how it came up. I think we were talking about it was right after the Nuggets won the championship. We were talking about the parade, maybe, or you, you, I think you brought up Jokic, um, whether or not he will keep playing basketball, like how long his career will last, um, because of maybe retiring or something. But so you brought up that we had seen Jokic a few years ago, a number of years ago now. It's been a while, actually. I'll set the stage and you, you do the actual event because you Mm -hmm. did way more at the actual event than I did. Like you actually talk. I didn't say. Anything. Oh yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh-huh. so uh, we were visiting our buddy. Shout out Tanner. Mm-hmm. Shout out. He went to school uh, out in the Denver area, the Denver metro area, Lakewood. Yeah, Lakewood is where we were at, and we go to Olive Garden. Our last day there, or it was supposed to be our last day there, but we ended up getting snowed out there, right? So we stayed a yeah. couple more days. And um, so we we wouldn't have even been there that night, I don't think, because we would be. I don't know road. if we were supposed to leave earlier that yeah, that was. We were supposed to leave. That was supposed to be the travel day, but it turned out the next day was gonna be the travel day, you know. Because of snow. So we um, weren't even supposed to be there. And then I tried to push it back later because I didn't want to go back to classes. I said, let's just not. And then yeah. our other friend was like, I'd like to go to class. And I was like, it's probably probably intelligent. We were in college. Uh, but yeah. this was after the t- Nuggets missed the playoffs because mm-hmm. they lost to the Timberwolves. In the final game of the game regular of the season. season, and the winner got to decide 
who was the final seed, to, like the last seed in the West. Mm-hmm. So like the whole trip, we're like, it'd be funny if we saw somebody because why would they be here? Like they 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 could be here. They're not going to mm-hmm. be going play. They're not doing practice. Their season's over. They'd be wild if we saw somebody. Whatever. Yeah. So we go I think we specifically mentioned Jokic too. Well, I think we who like, else would you talk about? I, yeah, I wouldn't exactly. say anybody else than uh-huh. Jokic probably. Um, but I was like, whatever. This is this will be cool. So we go to Olive Garden and we're sitting there waiting for this ginormous wait. I remember the wait was egregiously long. <laughs> and then I like I remember I went to the bathroom and then I come out and then this moment that Logan will tell everybody happens because it was it like made no sense. Nothing about it made sense. It was crazy. I was not yeah. ready. So I come out of the bathroom and then this is what transpires is what Logan will say because he actually like talked and I just yeah. sat there like an idiot. <laughs> so this was in 2018 also. I don't know if you mentioned well, that. That would have been the season. The- I just knew that. I don't remember the year. I just remember the season of like it's when yeah. the T-Wolves and the Nuggets, like the last game was essentially their first play. It was a play-in tournament before the play-in tournament. Existed, the 82nd yeah. game of the season was the playoff play-in essentially. Yeah, whoever won that game was making the the playoffs um and that was the last time the nuggets missed the playoffs also want to throw that out there so that was Jokic's third season and so we were just standing there sitting i don't really remember what i was doing before but we were just kind of standing there waiting and then all of a sudden we just see these three huge people walk in through the doors um and like are walking up to the the hostess uh, or whatever you call that person uh, in the waiting room and then like I so I just saw the backs of their heads and one of them the tallest one had just kind of like really short buzzed hair and as just as a joke because I thought hey that kind of looks like Jokic but like I was like there's no way it is you know it, I didn't even consider that it was I just looked over at Jacob and I was like look dude it's Jokic as like a joke and then you were like wait that actually might be him and then uh, so I just kind of stood there watching and then he like kind of turned his head so I could see his profile. And I was like, that is Nicole Jokic. <laughs> and then so they turned around because I think they the hostess had just told them something not like they didn't want to hear about the wait, basically. like It was going to be a long wait. So they turned around because they all kind of looked a little bit disappointed. And they start walking out. And then uh, I, I look at Jokic and I'm like, hey, are you Nikola Jokic? And he just turned to me and said, sup, bro, and kept walking out. <laughs> All the people around us in the waiting room were just kind of sitting there, like looking around like they didn't know what was going on. And this was pretty early on in the Jokic era. Like I said, it was his, his third season. This was like the season before he made the All-Star team. But it was like the second half of this season was where he like really arrived. You know, like he, he wasn't like... Th- did we make a mistake picking him over Nurkic? Like it was yeah. already acknowledged they made the correct decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and but it was like it wouldn't happen in today's world. Yeah, there'd be no. no way that that dude could walk through Denver and go to mm-hmm. an Olive Garden and be fine. Uh, yeah, and if anybody wondering, uh, they ended up. I do remember this is like everybody walked outside and then they came back inside. So uh, Olive Garden did accommodate the Jokic's. Which I think was because of me also, because the the whole waiting room, everybody was like not didn't know what was happening. And I was like, do you guys know who that is? And like the hostess and like other people were like, no, I was like, that's the best player on the Nuggets. (laughs) He's just in Olive Garden. And then uh, I think like somebody like the workers went and like talked to to somebody and then people went out 
and got them back and they brought them back to like a private room that and we could we, we could kind of see from our table too like the private room they were in we but, saw them eating and we like really thought about like it'd be cool but we shouldn't we should just yeah. let them live their life we yeah, already we had our moment too. Mm-hmm. we had our moment to be like that's wild and uh, mm-hmm. yeah and i guess yeah we uh, we let the little kids go and there were some kids that went in there and talked to him but i figured we already said, you know, I already said something to him. It would be weird to go. And I just didn't want to bother him. So, but it was, yeah. it was cool enough just to have that story. And then we were sitting there like calling people. We called our friend Anthony, who's made appearances on this podcast. And he did not believe us like for a long time. He thought we were, were lying like the whole time we were trying to, we were trying to convince him. But, and then we had, well, we had a picture of the room. And then we mm-hmm. had to be like, no, this is him in the picture. Yeah. And then we had another buddy that was with us that doesn't care yeah. at all about uh-huh. anything. And then it was his testimony that finally got Anthony to believe us, to be like, oh, wait, this is like, <laughs> he's not messing with it. <laughs> yeah. These are all real. It was, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could say that Nicole Jokic was the first pers- NBA player to ever acknowledge the Hoop Theory podcast. Yeah. Hypothetically. Before Isaiah Roby, yeah. Honestly, well, he, well, it, did, Hoop Theory he didn't, didn't even exist the <laughs> at, the, at the time. Was it next man up at that point? We, no, we didn't have any. Yeah, that was that was man. our just a year, less than a year after we graduated high school, because that was oh, yeah. Jeez spring of of twenty eighteen. Yeah, so we were still very young. That was also the same trip, by the way, that our friend Christian. Shout out to another friend. Um almost got bit by a rattlesnake while we were hiking. Um, yeah. If you remember that. I was recording. The people probably don't care. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to say the story anyway. <laughs> because I was recording a, like, recording physically with the camera, my final project for one of my classes. Mm-hmm. And I set my camera up and then cre- helped Christian up the rock because I couldn't, like, climb up this rock mm-hmm. with, like, all of my camera stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then Christian goes up, and as his head pops up, the rattle goes, and he's like, what is going on? Yeah. That was... His hand was probably, I don't know, like 18 inches from this coil. Within the lunging distance yeah. of a rattlesnake. And he just freezes, and then very, in like one swift motion, just kind of like pushes off of it and like and backpedals a little bit. And then the snake was just, you know, sitting there, minding its business, but definitely very agitated. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, crazy moments, but crazy memories. So we will um, uh, also because I don't know when we'll say this one. Oh, I've already told that we saw the Jokic brother outside of the arena oh. when we were walking in outside of the Pepsi Center ball arena. I feel like we told that story. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we're out of stories now, everyone. Uh, we have no more <laughs> yeah. Nuggets people stories. Uh huh. Nemen, yeah, but the other two guys there with Jokic at the Olive Garden were his brothers. We're his I don't brothers. know if you mentioned that, but yeah. That's why they were all they didn't say huge. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on to the next topic for today um, is probably the one we'll spend the most time on. And that is also involving Jokic to a degree. So and that is the MVP conversation, because I would say I would put I would put um, Jokic at number two right now. I think there's some places of putting him behind like SGA. At three, but in my opinion, I'd probably have Jokic there at two. Number one, though, I think is pretty definitively, honestly, Joel Embiid. 
Um, yes, do, do I, well, I, do I think that is correct. Embiid. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is for sure the person for before we're recording. Um, I'm a hater. Fun fact: if you didn't know, uh, Joel Embiid. I just just everything about it makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've also had a, gets, a weird fondness at the same time for him over the years as oh, well. Oh no, it's pretty much what it is. Is if it does not involve Boston basketball, Joel Embiid is like my favorite person ever because <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Trey Young. When you're watching Trey Young do the whole Trey Young things to like anybody else, you're like, this is entertaining. But mm-hmm. then he's doing it to your team. You're like, I want to strangle that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, and I think that what makes him like it makes you an entertaining basketball player because like. If Jokic beats the Celtics with a Sambor shuffle, I'll be pissed, and I won't want to talk about it. Yeah. But watching someone take a video of a Sambor shuffle over Anthony Davis in the playoffs and then put Creed's Can You Take Me Higher as the background music and then just zoom into parts of the crowd, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just like the marking of an, a good entertaining player is like when it's like not affecting you and your team and your cares, you're all about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I just Joel Embiid makes me mad, and uh, but he definitely is having a very good season in the amount of games he's played, which has kind of been. He takes like weeks off, like he's already done that twice. Really, he's missed that many games. I thought it was only like a couple. It might not be that many, but I know that he just like because I don't think he played from he didn't play Christmas. He didn't play through Christmas yeah. at all. I I knew he didn't play Christmas Day, but I think overall though he's been pretty healthy. This year he has played, uh, I guess he's missed a, a chunk, 26 games he's played this year out of... Out of their... What are they 32, at? 32, probably-ish. Probably-ish, yes. But where's what is their record? Why does it not tell you that on basketball reference on their page? 23 and 10, so 33. So that's uh, seven games. Seven games. Yeah. Not on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're right, actually, though. That's, that's like two weeks of basketball games well i'm not like a i am a hater but not like a uneducated hater yeah it was just also, earlier this season i, I it took a while for this season before he even missed a game i think he played like the first 14 or 15 games this year and then he didn't play the nuggets that's his first game off i think or maybe it was the celtics and then the nuggets they had like a back-to-back well they wouldn't have a back-to-back against those two teams There's i don't no think we've played the sixers yet i don't think so i thought you did I'm so maybe I'm m- m- mumbling up years. Yeah, I think you are. The like, are you yeah, saying you the one where he, you played yeah. twice this month? The one where Embiid didn't go, like didn't even show up. Is that the one you're talking about? Didn't travel Denver? at all. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was last, last year. year. Second mm-hmm. time last year. Yeah. Yeah. My brain. Oh, because it was right around the MVP. Yeah, it was. Ramp. He wanted. He wanted to keep his odds because. They had faced each other once, and Embiid outplayed him. And so he was like, I, I'm not going to play him in Denver. I, I want to win the MVP. <laughs> I need everything to go my way in the narrative. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about here, is that last year, the, the decision for last year is making me so much more angry now. Because mm-hmm. and the, He's after, earning one now. Exactly. Because like I was like, after last one, I felt pretty good about, it's okay, like, Jokic will get another one this year. And then this year, it's like, Jokic is playing oh like fine, but he's this is probably this is the first time I think he's had a worse season than the one previous since maybe twenty twenty. 
Which is well, understandable due to what he did last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be yeah. hard to be like, just get better than that. Yeah. He, which I, further makes the fact that he didn't get MVP kind of wild. Yeah, and I would say that another thing, weird thing about it is just his attitude seems a bit different, or his pr- approach at times is like, just it's a stark contrast from what Jokic used to be like when Jokic used to be frustrated with with like the officials not getting calls and things like that like if scoring wasn't working very well um like he would just take a back seat and basically not shoot and then he would become a lot more passive now he like there's been a few games where it seems like he just gets so mad that he just starts shot chucking which is like the the weirdest thing to see for Jokic to do it's like very out yeah. of character but he had the game against the Clippers where, I don't know if you saw that, he missed the most shots he's ever missed in a game in his career. He had 23 missed shots. He, he was 9 wow. for 32. Which wow. is like a terrible game, but still, like, especially for Jokic, he's like, He like stops at, he'd like normally stop at like 17. Yeah. You expect to miss like 8 shots. Like he just would stop shooting. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like his last year, I don't know if people who... Uh, didn't remember uh, like there's towards the end of the season we were i think 56 games in 59 actually uh 59 games into the season and i asked you how many games you think that he hadn't shot above 50 percent that year oh, and you i think you said was like it, seven it was only one it, would be, it was one <laughs> it was one game that whole f- first 59 games that he didn't shoot at least 50 percent um so that's, yeah, that's really weird for him to go 9 of 32 in a game. And then the game immediately after that, he was like 9 for 26. Like, he had a big week there where it was like just off Jokic games. He's missing a lot of shots that he normally makes. Um, but I think officiating had a big thing to do with that as well. Like, just he had a really terrible whistle of a big game stretch in a row. And then all of a sudden, he started getting all of the calls he, he needed or like all the calls you could ask for. and. The Christmas Day game and one other, one other like big primetime game that happened where was Jokic was just getting all these calls. I think it was before Christmas, but it's just kind of funny because it makes Nuggets fans look even more crazy because Nuggets fans this whole year have been like complaining about Jokic not getting calls. And then like the two of the biggest games of the year for where the most people are watching Jokic, he's getting like 18 free throws, you know. So it doesn't help our case very much, but um, it was nice to see those games happen, though. They're very out of the ordinary. But I guess where I'm going with this was that last year felt like Jokic definitely had a very good case for winning the MVP over Embiid. I thought I personally thought he should have. And this year it is like far and away Joel Embiid's the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Um, for sure. So I am also in the camp and it's also i this is not a logic brain this is mm. my heart i i really want shay to be two i know he's not but i he's three and you cannot change my mind mm-hmm. what he's done it like especially in the past like two weeks to week and a half the teams that the thunder have beat and like shay's been a huge part of that i'm just all in on the the shay thing yeah it's i like that like I could I no, could see I, putting Luca over him, but I I I feel like I'd probably put Shea third right now. Luka the fourth. fifty point uh double double on Christmas is hard to like overlook. Like cause Luca like has like the good regular stats and then to have like against the Suns this just explosion. 
Yeah, it's and also Dallas's like, success this year when we both of, just me and you better. thought they were going to be terrible. Yeah, well, not terrible, but very subpar for a team that has Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on it. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah they've looked really good so far this year. But I'm just because like also this is a thing that I I thought about. Who is the best like American MVP? Like who's the highest of the American MVP odds? Cause like, oh, because Shea's like, Canadian. Six... I, I totally thought, forgot about that. Um, I guess where would Tatum like be at right now? Six, Tatum would have to be pretty high because how seven? good the Celtics are. Yeah, six or seven, pro- but he's not doing anything crazy. Yeah, because like but I'd go Ant, Embiid, Jokic, Shea, Giannis, Luca. You put Giannis over Luca, or are you just going? Oh, non order. Um, it probably honestly it'd probably be that order just flip the two of them. So okay. It'd be, Embiid, Jokic, or Sh- I want it to be Shea, but it's not Shea. And then Shea, Luka, Giannis is probably mm-hmm. like the my five order. Yeah. And then Ant probably could be sixth. KD would be up there, even though the Suns haven't done super well. He's just been like I think Tatum would be above them. KD. Yeah, that's fair. For just but for Ant, I guess, would also thing. do it. Um, yeah. So it's probably like Ant at six, Tatum at seven. Hallie, like, ever since the NCAA tournament has, like, stopped. Like, people stopped caring about him. But he's still <laughs> yeah. he's still doing good. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, dropped off a cliff like the coverage of him has. Yeah. Um, AD, honestly, AD's probably somewhere up there-ish. Yeah. Not that high, but, like. Uh, yeah, I don't know if him or LeBron would be higher right now. But they'd be, they're around the same level. Um, but, like, all, think if like, outside the top five, all of them are American. If you think about so it, so it's just the top five are yeah four. That's just crazy. We we talked about it before, but like that's just that's wild. Mm-hmm. It is really wild. And like you said, Shay kind of, but yeah, it counts for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, because I he think plays he's, on the world team. Yeah, yeah, I think he's from like he's lived his whole life in Canada. He's you know born and raised, hundred percent Canadian. Um, full on legitimate Canadian individual. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um man, I hate this have you have you noticed when you start typing something into Google nowadays, they bring up like a uh, AI search option instead of like the normal re- like Google result option? No. I accidentally click on that all the time and it makes me mad. Um cuz it doesn't even, even bring me about. Yeah, it's confusing. I don't know if it's just a Chrome thing. Do you use Chrome? I do use Chrome. Oh, so maybe I'm just special. Um, also, I don't know if I've Googled from the just regular Google page. Oh, I just Where do it like in the URL bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's so where. Like, I'm going to look up. Just type in a name, Boston. somebody's name. And there should be like a thing. Unless I have some like app installed, like extension, web browser extension. There should be like a, a result instead of like a search bar or search icon next to it. It has yep. like a little blue squiggly line. Yeah, I don't have that at all. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Also, uh, shout out first person that popped into my head when you said Google a person. James Brown. I don't know why. Just happened. Like so, the singer? Yep. Okay. Shout out. <laughs> nice. Uh, James Brown is just like a super generic name i thought maybe it was an oh, athlete no. or something but nope it was i was thinking of the that james brown yeah like the singer guy mm-hmm. 
that like had yeah. like an OJ Simpson esque police chase. Yeah, shout out to him. People like forget about. Shout out to James shout Brown. To shout him. out to OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me forgetting what Josh Primo did. Shout out to OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I didn't defend. I didn't defend OJ Simpson. <laughs> I forgot it. We need to clip yeah. that also. Just kidding. I probably No, we don't. Yeah, I probably no. won't clip that. But the, the me forgetting what I was like in defense of remember- Josh Primo. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad. That was that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um anyways. So um getting back onto the ladder, also known as the MVP ladder. Mm-hmm. Um man, transition all to how, why is Giannis so bad at basketball? What What do you mean? What did you I'm bring just kidding. Up right now? I feel like um, that he should be higher or lower. Like, oh. where do you have Giannis at? Like, five? I don't know. Is that like fifth? Is around the level that he's probably at. I haven't really mapped it all out yet. But you think like you put him under Shea and Luca? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For this year, and you're um, just thinking. You're just saying that makes him bad because. No, like just, what was I just wanted to. I feel like we've talked about everybody else in the top five like a little bit, and then just not like given any. We we just have said Giannis. We haven't like given like Giannis uh, like the why we view him lower. So I was bringing up. Yeah, I mean he's playing really well. He's playing really great. He's played all the games this year. It looks like um, at least close to all of them. He's missed one, but um, and the okay, they're twenty four and ten. Milwaukee's doing better than I was even thinking in my head. They've got stuff figured out. I mean, even when they were struggling, they just looked bad, but they still won games, which I think is like something that's worth bringing up. That even when they were quote unquote bad, they were still winning a lot of those games. Yeah, yeah. I think they started off like six and four was really the worst it was, you know. Yeah. So, in hindsight, not all that concerning. Um, but we we covered it quite a bit on this podcast how concerned at least you were i we both were but uh you were like the bucks you were like i'm convinced the bucks are terrible <laughs> and it wasn't ter- i just got angry when everybody was like yeah they're gonna ro- roll through the east no problems and mm-hmm. i'm like what yeah. do you mean celtics are definitely and that's the- probably because my heart cared but like what do you mean they would they would roll through no problems that's crazy mm-hmm. are you insane like there's other like if you yeah, anyway, that does not matter. I've talked about this in ad nauseum before. But. Mm-hmm. So the other thing, uh, other detail with this MVP discussion that we wanted to touch on was something that you had sent me yesterday, which was a quote from Pat- Patrick Beverly of the... Which is uh, another guy that I love until... He opens I, his like, mouth? Your team is dealing with them. No, no, no. Oh. Until you're... <laughs> but I love Pat Bev. Just the way that, like, what he with the T Wolves, the like, we made the playoffs, all these mm. young guys, and he was the. I love Pat Bev. He makes me so mad sometimes. Yeah. So all the clips that people will be like, well, you said this about Pat Bev. It's probably because he made me mad about, like, the Celtics or something. Yeah. My favorite Pat Bev, Pat Bev moment, just to interject really quick, is the. Is the camera where, like, when he shows, he goes up to the ref and shows the play, the missed foul (laughs) call on the camera of the photographer that was sitting sideline, (laughs) and then is confused why he he got got a technical. Yeah, he's like technical. Or was 
I, I think he just got attacked. Just attacked. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he was just like, what do you mean? And like very clearly that is blatantly one of the things you cannot do. Yeah. Is tell a ref the wrong I, using evidence. I feel like it's, I see his point about how, because like the players, they always, everybody goes and sh- like stands, stands with the ref and points up at the screen up on the, at the top of, you know. And show like they do it there, but he was like, "So why can't I do that on the camera before they show the replay?" But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was definitely a creative way to go about it. Uh, but sorry, uh, continue with your yeah no, yeah, no, it's all good. That was that is an all time Pat Bev moment. Um, mm-hmm. the uh, oh the Creed video of Jokic almost came up again, so that would have been loud. But anyway, um, <laughs> the quote. I'm gonna get the quote itself correct. Beverly said that his teammate Embiid is on pace for the quote greatest season in NBA history. Yeah. That's and wild. That evoked a strong reaction. Emotional response mm-hmm. from me. Because I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. Like the numbers might be fancy but like that doesn't mean it's the greatest season. I don't even think it's the greatest center season in NBA history. Who would it be? If you want to, who would be over him? I guess Shaq. That's like uh, some that's of those Shaq years, two thousand one. That like probably. his numbers might have not looked crazy, but he also wasn't the only guy on his team. He had a oh yeah, Hall of Famer Kobe Bryant also there doing numbers and having things. But like, yeah. and I guess it depends on what like statistics you want to look. But like, and anybody's gonna be like, well, that one season, Will Chamberlain almost averaged ninety points, sixty points a game. It's because they had like 45 more possessions a game. Mm-hmm. Calm down. <laughs> Do the math per possession. I get it. The number It's still crazy even anyway. when you adjust for possession, but it was Will it's Chamberlain was nuts, also like, like a stat chaser as well. You, to- yes, he wa- he is Russell Westbrook's father. Yeah. Just straight up. Mm-hmm. Um outside of biologically, he just is. Yeah. Um but like I just I understand that Embiid has these big fancy numbers because, like, last I looked, it was, like, 30-something points. 35. 35 points. A game. 12, 12, 12 boards. Six assists. And then assists. how many assists? Over Which, six. that is one thing that is impressive about Embiid this year is he's, like, actually kind of a good passer. In, yeah, like, I know. the he's sense of, like... Really good. Like, he's never been terrible, but he's, like, not done it. Like, the physical ability to pass, he's never been bad, but he hasn't, like, done it in-game all the time. But it seems like it's a point of, like, I'm going... Maybe it's the Nick Nurse, like, It's definitely the Nick Nurse offense, and Embiid probably working on that, too. other guys around you. Yeah. Yeah, but no, and shout-out to Embiid for that, but where, like... I just feel like throwing the word the greatest, like, single season in NBA history is wild. That's That's a crazy thing to say. I mean, it is, but... What's even crazier is that it's not that off base from, I don't think it's that wrong. Like, it's hard to argue that it's not at least a, like a candidate for like 35, 12 and six on 89% from the free throw line. And he shoots what? 12 of them a game. Um, 54% from the field, 35% from three. Is that with your garbage time stats? This is just basketball references straight up counting stats. Because this is my other part of the Embiid thing. Yep. 
which I agree is, with your take on this. Too. If and you can be, I'm a hater. You don't have to type in your little furious TikTok comments and YouTube comments and Facebook mess whatever. I know I'm a hater. I understand. You don't need to tell me. But Joel Embiid gets way too much. Same thing with Giannis sometimes. Gets so much just like, oh, look at this guy. Yeah. I hope that he's able to like absolutely cook for 18 points in the fourth quarter against Luke Cornett. Yeah. Or the Wizards or the Hornets or. In back-to-back nights, have you ever seen a man be this dominant two games? Yeah, when the two teams that are already bad and then just don't have a center. Yeah. Yeah. The Hornets use a six-foot-nine guy as their center all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like their go-to. P.J. Washington, is that who you're talking about? Or who? I guess he's not center. He's power forward. But My no, he's, he's, he plays center quite a bit, and, but he's like 6'7". So it's even. Oh wow! I was giving PJ Washington too much credit. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also think that I was mixing around for some reason. Thought Jaron Jackson Jr., who is a very good defensive player. Yeah. Not disrespect, but he's just not a center-sized human. He's center height. His his bulk though is is pretty thin. He's t- well, he's probably he? seven one, seven foot at at. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. At at minimum, he's seven foot. I swore that this dude was like a little Draymond. What the? Dude, Jaron Jackson Jr. is huge. Am I stupid? I am just stupid. He's like... Did he have a growth spurt? Uh, yeah, he did after his rookie season. But still, when he came into the league, he was at least 6'10". Like he was... He's listed at 6'10 on Wikipedia. So That was probably his draft measurements. Yeah, for some reason, I thought he was like a little Draymond guy. I heard yeah, from from Verno at Basketball least. Basketball reference, he is still listed at 6'10". Is that real? They're, okay. It's basketball reference. I, I don't know. I'm just okay. I'm just saying. Go look at go look at Joel Embiid and and jo- Jaren Jackson Jr. standing next to each other. They are within an inch of each other's height. Well, KD was six nine until like HD cameras were invented. So the heights are like this very relative and thing. I heard from from Verno talking about the the. Um, Grizzlies like camp basically mm-hmm. this past year or two years ago I think is when this happened where they they measured everybody he said that Jaron Jackson Jr. measured at seven one. Yeah, for some reason I just always thought that Jaron Jackson Jr. was like a very long armed. Am I mixing him up with somebody else in my brain that's like the same era of like draft class? Um, I think he's in the same class as the Bridges, Macau Bridges like- and Miles Bridges. Like crazy um, long arms and just like six nine in place center. It just yeah. Am I, is it just Draymond and I'm confusing? I don't know. Yeah, he's just he's. I think he's just taller than you thought he was. Probably he's a big guy, but he's not big and bulky though. Like he's definitely he's probably like two thirty five, maybe two forty two. Two forty two listed on Basketball Reference. Yeah, makes sense. Anyway, sorry, I, I went on off a little bit. I just was so confused um, because I swore he was like 6'9". So, so what, anyways, arms. what was your point, though, before we started talking about Jerry oh, Jackson? yeah, Jr.'s? no duh that Joel Embiid can bully the Hornets and the Wizards. Yeah. No duh. Like He doesn't play for either of those teams. Do you realize that? Maybe I know. Or, that's okay. why I said I think I messed it up in my brain. <laughs> okay. I think uh, I messed it up with Bridges. No, I think what I did is I messed up the Bridges because oh. they're like this. 
They're not the same person at all. Uh-huh. One of them's a defensive player of the year. They were teammates in college, though. Miles yeah. Bridges. And- I don't know what weird synapses fired in my brain to just be wrong, but they did. Um, yeah, I hope Joel Embiid can like dominate those teams, and that's not moving his like points per game, like astronomical. He's still it doing quite- a lot. Those against- are his big like the fifty point nights and stuff. Those were against those teams, but well, no, I know that, but I'm saying like your points per game. 250s don't like catapult you up six points per game. You know what I'm saying? They could. He's played 26 games. He's like those. If you're talking about those two games alone, yeah, sure. But there's been other games he plays against weaker teams that he just he goes all out in the fourth quarter where he doesn't. You know, it's like garbage time or it's like yeah, and he which isn't bad. It's not. I don't think it's inherently wrong, but I just feel like people should see that more you know what i mean where it's like they're when you're comparing Jokic to joel straight up their counting stats it's like Jokic will leave a game with like the other night he had nine eight and seven i think something like that he had a triple single he had all single digit stats and he left the game because they were up by so much against the mavericks um and he he was in full control of that game but yeah, this you know, might be way he, worse he, than we thought. the thing is, he just left the game with nine, eight, and seven, and didn't come back in and didn't care because he was like, I've- he did have forty-five against the T Wolves. That one is real. That counts. Did Gobert play? I'd be interested. I'll go check. He probably did, but just uh, wondering. Um, because yeah, it, that's just a common Embiid thing. He he'll he'll go off oh. against teams that. Um, Gobert did play, but if you look, <laughs> Gobert did play. If you look at their plus minus, uh, Gobert was plus six. Nas Reed was negative twenty seven on his plus minus. So I wonder where Embiid's points came. Yeah, came in. Carl um, Anthony Towns was also plus eight. Oh wow! So it was definitely when they were rocking like Nas Reed and. Kyle Anderson, maybe, or Jane McDaniels um, at the four. Somebody yeah, like probably Jane McDaniels at the four. Uh, because Nikhil Alexander-Walker also has negative or minus 24. So that's probably when they moved him in and moved Jalen McDaniels down mm-hmm. to be the four. Um, yeah, that would make so sense. Yeah, that that but, yeah. not as impressive. Still impressive, still but not crazy. as impressive as I thought. Yeah, it's still crazy. It's just like a little bit. It's just different than like their personalities are so different. Jokic and Embiid, you know, Jokic going against a weak competition is like, oh, my team is a lot better than this team. I'm just going to play how I like to play passively and we're going to destroy them and he will not mm-hmm. put up any numbers. But like Embiid is like, ooh, a bad team that I could just like destroy all night and put up like gaudy numbers. I'm going to go do that because I want to win MVP. Um. Which yeah, this is actually it's fine. If, wild. Maybe that person, if that person does that, that's it's like sure. Maybe like you shouldn't even look at it. Shouldn't even think about it because it's like that person just deserves MVP then because they're being intentional about going. But but like the thing is, what we're trying to measure with MVP is how much how valuable they are to their team, and going out and just trying to put up the most numbers possible isn't necessarily always helping your team. Like you can you can do that at the detriment of your team's success. Like Russell Westbrook in 2017, um, at times, 
This is really bad, actually. I've never seen, like, this is crazy. Uh, so I'll just, like, let, like, Toronto 34, Portland 35. Uh, then you go, like, Phoenix 26, Boston 27, Detroit 33, Indianapolis 39 and 37, uh, Boston 20, Atlanta 32, OKC 35. Well, OKC's an OK. Th- but he's got the like. Oh yeah, to there's nobody anybody. there that's gonna guard Joel Embiid. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it's only like really bad teams is what he like feasts upon. Yeah. Then he had his 50 points against Washington, 38 against Atlanta, 34 against Washington, 41 against Detroit, mm-hmm. um, 51 against Toronto, and then the 51 against Minnesota. Yeah, which 51 so, I guess Pirtle is there, but still Pirtle's not a great like one-on-one man defender. Um, Toronto was 31. 51 was the Minnesota game. I said it wrong. That's uh, my fault. My brain crossed numbers. He around, scored so 51 against Minnesota? Against Minnesota. 50. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But it was the that was like the game that I was looking at earlier. Uh, I think I messed up and it was like the... I did the 45 as the game score. Oh, gotcha. I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's just right next to points and I was confused. Yeah, it's like an advanced metric. But um, um, And then he took a week off. And came back and had a thunderous 31 against Chicago. Yeah. And that's below his average. He's averaging 34.8, like we've mentioned. So it's I just did it is really it's like a lot of like 30 point games and then like explosions against bad teams. And then against like good teams with a good center or good defense, just meh. Yeah. Like again, he is a perennial MVP candidate. Meh does not mean he scores 12 points a game. It means like 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. For everyone that thinks that I think Joel Embiid sucks, no. He is a perennial MVP candidate. How would he suck at basketball? He's very good at basketball. He is constantly near the top three to five players. Yeah. The past, uh, this will be the fourth year now, at least, that he'll, he's a top three MVP candidate. Um, I also it. think that... Uh, just because I'm going to rub it in our friend Anthony's face that we were for sure right. Do you know what else happened uh, about four years ago? We saw Jokic at Olive Garden. Um, and that's almost Benjamin six Simmons. years ago, actually. Yeah, Benjamin Simmons is no longer a sixer. What? Four ben years? Simmons is no longer a sixer. So what was four years ago? That's what lined up, is Ben Simmons was no longer a sixer. Four years ago? I'm pretty sure. It has been not, not been four years since Ben Simmons left the Sixers. Four years ago. That was, that was the bubble season. Not even, we were, four years ago today, we weren't even at the bubble yet. Like we, had, we were still playing a normal season pre-COVID. So it's three years ago. He was out of the Sixers. The 2022 season, which starts in 2021. Yeah. And this this one started in 2023, so it's two years, right? It wasn't the year last year. It was the year before that. For some reason, I thought it'd be four. I don't know why I thought it'd been four. And it was also a late. It was towards the end of the season, I think, wasn't it? It was like towards the deadline. I'm going um, to read. <laughs> yeah. Unrelated, but, but I'm not uh, going to read. It doesn't matter. I was wrong. Apologies, everyone on the internet. Oh, so you were saying that he, when he started it, like, becoming lines MVP up. candidate, like, 
when he became because obviously he was always good, but like, well, he's not as good because Ben Simmons there and it doesn't work. Like, yeah. worse than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which people think is the same level of bad. And I'm like, you're crazy. That is not the same level of bad. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think it's close to the same level of bad. But there were a couple good Embiid and Simmons, like where Embiid was an MVP candidate and Simmons was still there. But um, yeah, it, it skyrocketed even more after Simmons left. He was gone. Yeah. And this is by far Joel Embiid's magnum opus at the moment. Um, yes. I just was taken aback by the lingo of greatest season of all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't think that it's that crazy because players, I think just the talent in the NBA is it's that's just how it works players are getting better and better and and i guess doing this against like a, the strongest the nba has been in an ever you yeah. know mm-hmm. even though he's worth- doing it against the weakest of the opponents at the moment uh, yeah but yeah but we said the pistons could have been, maybe been like a playoff team in 2013 2014 mm-hmm. i mean so i wouldn't be better a- than lebron james question mark preseason i wouldn't <laughs> have been surprised if if uh the pistons ended up in the play in this year we will also, speaking of that, because uh, we are a little bit against the wall today in terms of how long we can talk. Yeah. Um, uh, the, we, we will do like a whole episode, probably around the midpoint of the season, and re-look at like where we're standing in terms of our, our locks and our ups and our downs and our overs and our unders and our lefts and our rights um, in yeah. terms of what we felt about teams going into the season and where we are incorrect. Yeah. As, uh, as Logan pick, brought up, Pistons. The, yeah. The Pistons is one that I'm going to be very wrong on. I think we're both wrong on it, but I used my lock on the over. I think you talked me into it even. Probably. Because I remember, I was like, I don't know. I didn't think they'd be this bad. So you're not like alone. I'm like, they're this bad. That's crazy. But I did not think they would tie the NBA record for most losses in a row by a franchise. Mm -hmm. It was Also, shout out to, to the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, in the calendar year of 2023-24, you won more games than the Detroit Pistons did. So yeah, 2023 calendar year. Yeah, yeah, so, that's not a calendar year. That's two years. I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, they won 11 games because they're 11 and five now. The Lions. Yep. And the Pistons won 10. Uh, they barely got that 10th game. They they squeezed that in right at the end of the year, and. We, I guess I should have done this beforehand, but looking at how many games they played in that year, so they Wait, lost. Did they tie actually? Did you look at them? Yeah, they I'm tied. Sure that twenty-eight. I'm not. No, I'm making. No, I'm talking about the. Uh, there is no good way to see the record on the Lions website. I know they're this eleven is... and five after the Cowboys loss. I remember, like that was a, that made them eleven and five. It wasn't. Yeah, the Cowboys parentheses loss, garbage. What? That was so terrible. Yeah, yeah, like the Cowboys should have lost, but yes, yeah, they would have. Now they're. It's different when a ref like messes up and like gets the play wrong on a play that doesn't straight up win the game. But like when the touchdown happens or the two point conversion happens, yeah. the Lions physically scored, and then the refs are like wrong call. That makes me even more mad. Yeah, and what I don't even get what the issue was. They were saying that the the other lineman didn't uh like wasn't an eligible receiver, but he wasn't even trying to be an eligible receiver, right? The yeah, guy on the he didn't right even side. talk to the ref. The ref. What happened was the ref 
just got the wrong person and threw the flag. And instead of picking it up after like thinking, they just stuck with it. And the, Obviously, the Lions had another chance to do it, but, like, once you already score, like, you've already done the thing to win, you know what I mean? Like, that's just insane. crazy. That, that is insane. No, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, hitting a three-pointer, the ref going, that was a two, but you get, like, another chance for some reason, but the ref was just wrong. Yeah. Are, are you bringing up like, the LeBron like, thing? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I just was saying, like, a scenario <laughs> yeah. of, that's like... That's, like, a perfect... I was trying to think of a... Is that what happened to LeBron? I don't know. Oh, you didn't see any of that? He was just no, so I, he was, I was so mad. Okay, there's <laughs> so it's like, but it's where you do the thing, and then the ref just being wrong takes the thing you already did away. Like it's different when they get like the wrong call, and it's like, oh, he could have scored, not he did already score. Yeah, I don't know. It just is. It just is so just anger. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that was an insane ro- like highway robbery. Um. So, but they they played one game. The Pistons have played one game in the of uh, the year so far, right? Let's just look at this. Um, two losses, so twenty twenty nine. So they're they're three and twenty nine in this season for twenty twenty three, and then the year before this they were uh, seven and thirty six. Yeah, they went ten and what's thirty six plus twenty nine is sixty five. They went 10 and 65. The Pistons went 10 and 65 in the calendar year of 2023. And the Lions, the Detroit Lions went 11 and 4. I think, would, would you think that's ever happened before? No, there's no, like, it. it... Where an NFL team and an NBA team from the same season, or from, from the same city. What year were the Sixers, like, what are some of the terrible Sixers years? 2016, 2015, 20, yeah, in there. Um, 2017, or is that too late? That's too late. That might have been a really bad year too. The but. old, like the Eagles, might have done it then. Yeah. Um. What are some other just atrocities? Oh nope, Panthers were bad then. Um. What was like a terrible Charlotte Bobcats year? Um, 2012 was the really, really but it has bad to be year. two of them, right? For NBA, like back to back. Oh yeah. It would be like the tail end of the season prior and then the first half of the or not first half, but like first third of the next season. Um yeah, but yeah, it's like sixty five games. Yeah. Um Um it's just kind of I'm just insane. trying to think of some other Yeah, some other just bad I would be surprised if that ever has ever happened before. especially in in a season that like the NBA it's not a lockout short no, season or anything. It's like a normal You have to win single digit games essentially yeah or as we've learned at max like 10 something you know very low um double digits which is hard to do 10 and 65 is that might be the worst winning percentage in nba history for a season because the bobcats went oh no it wouldn't be that would be that would be better than yeah never mind that'd be actually better than the sixers worst season because that was 9 and 73 but still very bad and another thing regarding the Pistons, I don't know if you wanted to, to talk about the LeBron thing at all that you kind of brought up in our break. I don't know if that will still be in here, but uh, you brought up the as an example, because we were talking about the Detroit and Cowboys uh, shebang or, or I, don't, I almost said tabernacle debacle. There we go. <laughs> I oh, said your nuggets might have done it. Really? Oh, Dude, I need to look into the specifics in the mid 97, 98 nuggets. Oh, the 90s. Oh. Because there's just 11 wins in that season, so I need to look at when they happened. But those are like very good Broncos teams. 
Okay, that would make sense. The mid-teens, I would doubt that we would be that bad. I think we had a couple bad seasons, but yeah. not, not like... It might be 98. The, the Broncos won forty-two ga- or 14 games in ni- the 1998 season, so 97 and 98. Like the 98 calendar and, year. Yes, the 98 calendar year, the Broncos won. I will look into this, and we will know that's what we'll open up next episode with. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I think... Because I've got a list of the worst, like, games or seasons in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And, like, once we get, like, lower, it gets kind of tough. Yeah. Like... Um, cause it like, it already jumps. Like that's already an 11 lo- like get win season in 1998 for the nuggets, mm-hmm. but we'll look into it and we'll see. Yeah. Actually there's a 93 Mavericks right above it. That's also 11. The, the Cowboys might've done that. We'll look into it and we'll tell you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Whenever we record. So it might've happened before, but still it's pretty rare, a rarefied air for sure uh, of how dog water <laughs> of a season or two seasons that the Pistons have had. But anyways, going into, so we were, what I was trying to get into just there was the, uh, we were talking about Detroit Lions versus the Cowboys debacle at the end of that game where the ref just yep. completely missed that call. You brought up as like a parallel to basketball, a play where a player um, would shoot a three. Makes a three. But they call it a two when it was actually a three, but they call it a two. Like- but it was very clearly a three. Like, there's not a question. Like, yeah. they just got the call wrong and uh-huh. won't change their mind back. And so that that reminded me of, and probably most people listening, of the LeBron craziness from the other night uh, with the three-point versus two-point basket call towards the end of the game against the Wolves. Uh, very, very close game. So it was in transition. LeBron, like, are you watching the video right now? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. you are. Um, so I personally think that... You so I know that if you look at the one freeze frame that LeBron keeps showing the ref and everybody that there's some space between the line and his foot. But if you keep watching the clip, if like as he's taking off from the ground, it gets to a point where it is literally impossible to tell if he was touching the line or not. And that was the reason the ref gave for not being able to overturn the call on review. Because he's like, there's not clear and concise enough evidence to be able to say that you didn't touch the line before you released the shot, which is the rule. You know what I think we should do? What? Move the three-point line back and let the line count. Why? Like in every other sport ever. What do you mean? How does that, how does that, how that works in every other like, sport? Isn't it in like tennis? If it touches the line, oh, it's out. So it doesn't count. Line and tennis is in. So then tennis is wrong. Because line and volleyball is out. No, line and volleyball is in. And every sport like that, the line is in. Like, except for the one where you're walking, like, with the ball. When you step on the line. For volleyball? Line is in? Yeah, 100%. When the, the ball hits the line in volleyball... My brain is literally, I just watch on the television, only Nebraska volleyball, and our line is just red. The yeah. whole thing is just red. If it touches the red, it has to touch some of the other to be in. Right? I don't think it's anything like that. It's just if the ball is outside of the line, not touching the line at all, and it's on the outside, then it is out. Yeah, this this is all terrible. I I'm pretty know. sure. I I might be wrong. I guess, but that's how most when you play pickup volleyball, that's always that's how everybody plays. If it hits the line, it's in. 
Yeah, for sure. You're you're definitely right now that I'm thinking. It has to be totally out of the line. If it touches the line, it's in. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying to do. Yeah. So I am. I was just thinking like a monkey person for a second. Like, so make the same with basketball. Move the line back. So it's the same distance. But, you know what I'm so, saying? But in, so in is like, it's just the binary is like, who, why, why is the three in and the not three out? I, I, I don't know. It's like in, in, in it's basketball though, when you touch the line out of bounds though, in basketball, you're out because that's like most sports where you're, you have the ball in your hand and you touch the line other than soccer, I guess the ball, the ball itself has to go out. But um, yeah, like if you, if you, have a foot on touching a line anywhere like you're you're across that that line into the uh, like you know uh which border i also don't get how you watch that and like don't think that's just a three like undisputed lebron's shot yeah do you do you see the re the the uh i'm watching the slow-mo replay yeah do you not see how there's all of the space in between his foot and the line disappears, and he could very well be touching the line there. You, we don't know. It's impossible to tell. It's very close. It's kind of a, like it's nuts. Like in a no, pickup my thing game, is, I feel like you would call that a that's three. That's a three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But for him to overturn the call, for the ref to overturn the call, I think the ref actually did a good job by sticking to the rules and saying, like, you cast, you have to have clear and concise evidence. That it is not a no, th- okay. or that it is a three. But why it wasn't a three on the first shot, that's what blows my... Because, like, how do you look at that and go, like, yeah, that's a two? That is, a, like, as close as a call could be, though. How That's, like, if if any legal three-pointer I was also called wrong, am in it would be that the, one. Oh, so I am in the camp of if something is close, like... Tie goes to the, the best-case scenario for the player, or, or what? Yeah, like lean that way. And then r- let the video fix it. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to go to video anyway. I suppose. Like it's for just, example. It was just like so close to the line. It looked like he. If something is that close and it's a, like a touchdown or not in football. If the ref doesn't throw his hands up for a touchdown. And it's like that. I, I am more just lean like let the cool, fun, big offensive thing happen. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's. I, I could definitely I see the ref though, and then, like, if the, if thinking that his foot was on the line though, like I think that he probably did, because it was that close that yeah. I, from a certain angle, it could have looked very much like he was on the line. I don't know. Yeah, like there, that was as close as as that that call could be. I feel like. I think it's just because he has blue on his shoes that makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. Also... The tip of his shoe is blue. I, there was memes afterwards. It was like LeBron's shoes from now on. Uh, and it was like these these weird basketball shoes that like curve up like an insane amount. Like the toe goes like... Like, like, elf, like <laughs> elf shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like that his foot already does kind of do that, you can tell. And if like if his foot did... His, his toes went down, like they would definitely be on the line. But... It th- they like raise up a little bit so you can see like the floor beneath his the toe of his shoe like i also wonder if his foot's not even on the ground it's just what's left of his shoe like the kd like i wear big shoes oh. so that three a couple years ago didn't count yeah or was it two and not a three mm-hmm. 
And so that's why, yeah, once he gets up onto his toes, I think that's why it basically, it, I think it does touch the it line. It could have touched. Yeah. It's very close, at least. You can't, you can, there's definitely no space that you can see on the court. But I'm, uh, shout out to Lagodi X on Twitter for uh, giving me a video to watch because I had not seen this, this slow mo video. Yeah. A lot of people were mad about it, like agreeing with LeBron. There's some people that well, were it's, talking about that video, like a lot. like a million LeBron people. Yeah. And people just always want to hate on Tony Brothers, too, who made the call. So people just go into an outrage because of the, you know, Laker. It involved LeBron, the Lakers, and Tony Brothers, really. Um, oh, wow. Three of the four horsemen, you know, of the apocalypse. Sorry, I just, that just came up and I was like, what? And so then I was reading it and I wasn't giving you my full attention because I'm a jerk. Yeah, I'm no, it's okay. I just called I Tony Brothers, the Lakers, and LeBron three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> well, Tony Brothers' favorite book is the Bible. Yeah. So you need to take that out of your mouth. Um. <laughs> Scott Foster loves Braveheart and his favorite food is Maine blue crab with corn on the cob, baby. I think it was Maryland. Ah. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Maryland and crabs. Maine also does Maine, lobster. Yeah. Uh, oh, lobster. Maine is lobster. Mm-hmm. The Maryland blue crabs with some corn on the cob, sitting down with the extender, Ooh. <laughs> watching Braveheart on the TV. Favorite book? Golf is not a game of perfect. This is all from the dome. Uh-huh. All you haters can lick the bottom of my shoe. I don't think anybody hated on you for that video. I think everybody kind of thought that was entertaining. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna get a full uh, Scott Froster, Scott Froster, Scott Frost, Foster, <laughs> Scott Froster, Scott Foster uh, back tattoo. That'll be like a a mural of everything he knows and loves. Wow, I can't do this. I'm getting a little bit goofy. That would be a commitment to the bit for I, sure. I kind of want to get it designed, but I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Chat GPT's here for that. Uh, honestly, I don't hey, know. Chat, they, do they do an entire text to image, or maybe I don't know. Give me, hey, Chat GPT, make me an entire back tattoo modeled after Scott Foster, a legendary NBA ref with over two thousand regular season games and approaching three hundred playoff games. Uh, make it involve the Maryland Blue Crab and Corn on the Cob, Braveheart, and golf is not a game of perfect. Yeah, I think his, his, and then uh, put Tony Brothers reading the Bible in the background. I think Scott Foster's favorite TV shows were Ozarks and um. Oh, um, it was Ozarks Shameless. and uh, un- Shameless. Shameless. And then his favorite musician was Spear. Uh, Mike, you said Spearhead and we- Michael Franti, but I looked that up. It, the artist is Michael Franti and Spearhead. Like that's one artist. I just read off of the NBA. Was that the order it said? Spearhead and I'm Michael. Assuming, Franti? I don't think I would. I would flip them because the name know. of the artist is Michael Franti and Spearhead, or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's still got a reference. Like, if you look up like Michael Franti I... on Spotify, I think that's the name of the artist. Well, I've got that uh, ref page bookmarked, so let me go find the guy himself. Yeah, which I believe it's uh, like reggae. It's a reggae vibe um what oh 48 there's the man michael franti and spearhead so i flipped them yeah mm-hmm. oh i don't know why i did that maybe i thought they were like two artists or I two know. i think you did yeah which i i did too man but 
We were pretty on the nose. Oh, I forgot about his bucket list. Oh, I, wait. It's to to win gold at the U.S. Open Pickleball Championships. And he can body surf. Body surf, yeah. Nice. Um, well, th- that was some hoop theory trivia. But uh, the last last little thing I wanted to touch on for today was the uh, thing from the Pistons game the other night, Pistons versus Jazz, which was a thriller, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Towards the end of the game, it was like 132-135. Jazz were up. Pistons had the ball. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic hit a clutch three to tie it. And then uh, the Jazz on the other end, Larry Markinen, Larry Legend, uh, hit another three to put the Jazz up again, 138-135. And then Alec Burks had like the shot of a lifetime like we just dribbling up the court and just kind of did this weird like floater thing from like 28 feet and just sank it at the buzzer to uh send it to overtime the pistons ended up losing in overtime but it was crazy end of regulation but earlier on in this game i don't know if you saw this clip but jalen duran dunks on a pl- i don't know if he really dunked over walker kessler i can't even remember that that part of it but he dunks um the basketball and swings around the rim, like kind of hang on for, to it because of his momentum carrying him. Nothing wrong with that. But usually the reason people do that are hanging on the rim is so they don't like drop onto Fall on people. Yeah, somebody below them. But for some reason, Jalen Duran uses his his swing around the rim to like kind of turn his body around and then just mount Walker Kessler's shoulders. He kind of shacked him. Yeah. Shack on a um, I should remember the guy's name. Mike Dunn, maybe, or who is this? Or he like almost landed on him, and then he went, and then that was it. I don't know if I know um, the player you're talking about. Um, no, yes, you you for sure do. He did it less like he like was him and this like, the guy that after that happened he stands up and throws the ball at Shaq. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember who that was either. He was a white guy though. I should. Yes. Um. And- but yeah, so it was it was kind of like that, but except Jalen Duran like literally rode Walker Kessler for like four steps <laughs> before falling to the ground. Walker Kessler was like kind of like he just like just like ended up pushing him off of him. Like, what in the heck are you doing? There's no way then, that he uh, didn't. I think it, he didn't mean for it to go that far. Like he didn't think that he was gonna take a ride, but. Well, yeah, I think probably what happened is like, oh, I'm gonna land on his on his shoulders. Yeah, and then Walker Kessler's like, I'm just gonna get back on offense and runs back. Yeah, and the timing was so perfect <laughs> that uh, he just takes him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah is there's no way that he, yeah, you you the reason you're hanging on the rim there is so you don't come down on a player. You, you like, yeah, that's the that's the only reason you can hang on to the rim. Yeah, that is the only reason the league lets you. Uh huh. So that was just a, like and then a what, stupid. What, I heard the whistle because when you brought it up, I like threw up the uh, like video. The video so I could see exactly what we're talking about because I did not see it live yeah. or in recent. Because I've been under a, a hole since like New Year's. I've not seen any basketball really at all. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Celtics needed overtime to beat the Pistons, I just needed a break. Um, <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> uh, anyway. The whistle. You I said saying? something about whistle. Oh, what was the was it who the foul ended up being on? I they, don't they blew even know. a whistle. 
I okay. I only saw the replay. I think that was on Jalen Duran though. I would guess. It'd have to be. Yeah. I know I the replay I saw was like I think it was the Pistons announcers because they were very like acting like that was an accident. Like it was like unfortunate accident by Jalen Duran. It was like, no, it wasn't. Like there's no way to be to be an NBA player to have like that much body control to like accidentally just completely mount somebody and and go for a ride is like there's no way he very easily could have avoided that i think he was just trying to do like have a little you know not i, I don't want to say nasty but at least a little like chippy altercation um which he definitely got and he he could have got hurt also for that was like a dangerous play but uh i just yeah, thought that was, that was i've never seen something like that before where it got taken to the degree that it did how how far it went how perfect the timing was also like how you pointed out but yeah i think that will be where we wrap up today's episode we got stuff to get to so but we also have a lot of basketball talk to cover within the next episode or so which probably there's you know parts of this episode where we kind of went off on some other stuff but uh we still got to a good amount here uh today so Thank you guys for listening, though. Please tune in to the next episode where we, we will be talking about more things regarding the NBA, um, probably revisiting either our over-under picks or we're going to be looking at the power rankings, how they currently stand at the moment, things like that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please go check out all the things, uh, all the shorts that we're posting on TikTok and the other short-form platforms. Almost a 5K on TikTok. Uh, still going to do a jersey giveaway. Still need to figure out the details on that, but I will do that very, very soon. And I guess without further ado, please stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys next episode. Peace!